When you're out in the wilds of the African bushland, you need to get creative when it comes to emergency wound care. One species of ant has a bite so powerful, it can be used to stave off infection. The true villain of Indiana Jones 4, the driver ant is truly a mini muncher with mighty medicinal mandibles. But having the jaws of life permanently attached to your face is a great way to survive as an ant here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Paul Chomo, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a small soldier. But more on that later. Small soldier is that, that movie I never watched, right? <laughs> yeah, with um, Elijah Wood and Kirsten Dunst. Is that a is that a kids movie or is that like one of those adult movies in the in a in a kids movies jeans outfit? Yeah, it's a it's a kids <laughs> like a movie. like that sausage party movie. No, it's not like that. It's a kids movie like with a, some like like in the nineties when kids movies sometimes had stuff that was not for kids. Is it good? <laughs> it's classic. It's been a while since I've seen it. Huh. Small soldier. Well, this is definitely a small soldier, but it's definitely not the smallest soldier. What are we talking about? We're talking about the driver ant. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's favorite ant. Adam Driver's favorite ant. Uh, I guess if Luke Skywalker remarried someone, that would be Adam Driver's ant. Yeah. The Skywalker family tree just popped up into my head. Uh, but we're going to call it here. Oh, I mean, actually, it's also called, they're also called safari ants, um, army ants, or siafu, which is fun. They're one of 200 things that could be called army ants. Yeah, army ants are all over the world. and uh, But these are, and they all kind of do they all kind of share this major fact more or less um but these are these are safari ants because of where they live which we'll talk about later but we're gonna call it here we call it chain chomp and the medical mandible okay uh, yeah so like i have no idea what the major fact is i wrote it in yeah, the thingy you wrote one word and i don't i haven't come across <laughs> what that means Okay, good. Well, uh, then hopefully, actually not good. Hopefully you haven't done a bunch of research on it. Okay, so would you like to hear what anim uh, what animals have to call it? I mean, s scientific animals? Uh, yeah. What, what would a scientific animal call this animal? Uh, they would say it was in the kingdom animalia. I uh, would be surprised because it would be in his talking animal. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a Divinum Arthropoda. It's a bug. It's an invertebrate with an exoskeleton. It's in the class Insecta, which means it's a bug. It's an invertebrate with an exoskeleton. Well, it's not. And it's not a <laughs> No, bug. Remember, bugs are something specific. Yeah, yeah. True yeah. bugs. It's a hexapod. This is an insect. A hexapod. Yes, a hexapod. Arthropod. It's in the order Hymenoptera, which we've done before. We've been here. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. Bees and Vampire wasps ants. and ants. Which you don't think about, but I guess it makes sense. If you look at like an ant or a bee or a... They all have this like similar uh, what eusocial structure. When you um, look at the male driver ant, it looks a lot like a wasp. Yeah. Uh, and to the family of Formicidae, which is a That's ants. ants. Yeah. Ants with a Z, starring Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Forgot who else was in that movie. It was just him, all of the parts. He's a really <laughs> talented voice actor. <laughs> very, very talented voice actor. Goodness gracious. I've been, uh, I've not given him his due. Uh, it's in the genus Doralus. And then the species is Gribble. D. Gribble. <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's the the genus is rusty and the species is shackleford <laughs> uh actually it is dorillus griboidoi gribadoi gribadoi dorillus gribadoi so since we're in the business of naming things it's time for my favorite part of the show critter groups the part of the show where i ask you joe a question and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? What is the term of venery? Or what is the collective noun? We've done ants before, but I don't think we've done this one. Or this uh, collective noun. So, if you saw a group of ants, which... If you see one ant, there's a good chance you're probably seeing a group of them. Um, is it A, an army of ants? B, a battalion of ants? C, a coalition of ants? Or D, a defilade of ants? An army of ants, I guess. They're army ants. It's got to be an army. Final answer. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. I thought I would have gotten you with that because it does say army ants. That's like... It's army of, of army ants. <laughs> like the, Plus, army is too used dumb. in other terms of entry. Yeah, and that usually turns mm-hmm. you off to it. No, nope, not this time. What was the last Usually when I did? use... If I use something for army, I think I used army for the last one. And you're like, nope, that's for frogs. Move on. <laughs> and I was like, ah. So I thought for sure I'd get you with this one. But... Oh, well. What was the last Good one Good job. Defilade. What's I was that? trying to think of a military term that started with a D. And it's not a military term. It's a big crater. I remember from Saving Private Ryan because... A mortar created a big crater, and they kind of all went into it, and they called it a defilade. <coughs> uh, the, when they stormed Normandy Beach, but uh, yeah, so it's an army of army of army ants. Yeah, that's just th- th- that's just the the um, collective noun 
uh, zoologists and the tax taxonomy zoologists just high fiving each other all around. <laughs> you, you call it an army? I called it an army. Yeah, high five. Uh, Great minds think alike, bro. Would you like to have it described to you? Sure. Well, it's an ant. I knew it. So, yeah. Done. Have you ever been to Krispy Kreme? Yeah. yeah. Uh, tasty. <laughs> the driver ant is a brown ant with a head that is wider than its body. That That is true of the soldiers. Not necessarily of the workers. Or the queen. Um, right. The, the workers look like typical ants in terms of proportions and shapes. Um, and they're smaller than the, the workers. Um, and they're brown to auburn. So they're, they're, they could be a reddish brown, but mostly just brown. Or a light brown in terms of the workers are a light brown. They have small tufts of blonde hairs, which is funny and gross. <laughs> There's one picture on Ant Wiki for this, for this page. Where he's got like a little goatee, a little wispy goatee and a tuft of hair on top. They're like little magicians. Yeah. They're just tufts all over the place. When I think of magic, I think of tufts. That's for sure. Uh, queens are larger and thicker of body. And they're winged. They, they really look like a, a wasp. Are you sure it's... Um, the queen pretty sure based on the the, the size of it but because uh the, males the also males, look like wasps yeah males are huge like wasp looking things as well oh wow maybe it was the male i was looking at um but that brings us to their size we've talked we danced around it let's get right to it Welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Um, and it's also when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. Um, we don't have a new Measure Up intro this week, which means we get to look back in the archives at our greatest hits. Okay, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Whoa, I don't remember that one. It's magical. I feel refreshed. Yeah. Is that a Sprite commercial? Is this a Sprite commercial now? I, I just, like, I just... Uh, chewed on some five gum and then drank a sprite in my in my mind. Have you? It's like when, you know those Coke it was commercials. Actually, those Coke commercials at the movie theater where you're like inside the Coke. Yeah, and they really like the the sound of the of the cup filling up and yeah. the bubbles and the ice clinking is like. Please leave the theater right now and go buy a Coke. Stop making these like weird comedy or like silly like ads and just start making these tactile ASMR ads. <laughs> it really is ASMR. I don't know what they're doing these days. I haven't been to the movies since the beginning of 2020. Um, but 
So I don't remember them being funny. Oh, I there was one I, where I mean, there was a general. guy who was standing and he, he, he was trying to, the, it was an ad for their sound system. And he was surrounded by a bunch of unicorns that were charged with electricity. And he was like, feel the power. Yeah, no, and he's no, wearing no. a lab coat with goggles. And I was like, this is a really weird commercial. But it's great to do that kind of thing in a movie theater because like you're also using the surround sound of the movie theater. Yeah. And the visuals of the big screen. Keep doing that. That was a good commercial. I'm not going to drink a Coke Yeah, really it, the only thing. But it was good. <laughs> oh, and then they also pop the popcorn. You can you can hear the popcorn like scrunching up against each other. And it is it, it does make me consider it. But then I'm like, then I'd have to get up and now I'm not going to do that. Movie starting. Yeah. Anyway, that was from Joy, and uh, she says, this one this one has magic, and Laura chimed in. <laughs> that one did have magic. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Joy and Laura. <laughs> the, she sent in many over the years, and they are good. They, they are all good. Uh, let's talk about the length of a worker. They're about eight millimeters. Uh, hard to find because um, bug researchers refuse to measure things. Uh, but They only measure like mandible size. Yeah. But ant researchers are usually pretty thorough. People love ants. Um, so it's based on like I saw a picture with like what the what two millimeters looks like next to it and did some like guesstimation. So they're about eight millimeters. Okay. Eight millimeters. Four. So how many driver ant workers go into the length of the largest cereal box? Here's a hint. The box was a Poppins Flakes box that was made by the Dare International Food Company in Lebanon. The record for the largest cereal breakfast was also broken at the same event in 2016. The largest cereal box. Um, fifteen feet. That's a big cereal. This is this is one of those things where it's like. I have no idea. Either it was uh, Ted made one in his garage and it was, you know, 10 feet tall or this small Midwestern town got together and made one the size of a building. And I have no, I don't know which one it is. Well, you know who made it? It was the company that makes the cereal. Yeah, but how much are they going to spend on this marketing ploy? Um, what was the company again? Dare International Food. Dare. I don't know these don't know these flakes, one. Poppins flakes. It, it's in Lebanon, it was, so it, it's uh. If it was Kellogg's, I would be like, oh, it's probably a hundred feet tall. But um, it's in Lebanon. I'm gonna say 
Let's split the difference and call it 30 feet. I'm going to say a thousand. A thousand ants? Yeah, because this thing is about a third of an inch. Final answer? Final answer? Ant. Final ant. Sir. <laughs> the correct answer. <laughs> and, and or madam. The correct answer is 402 and a half ants. I would have gotten it right if I went with 15 feet like I initially thought. Well, it was 10 feet. Darn it. 10 feet, 6 inches. Really? 3.22 millimeters. Uh, 3.22 meters, sorry. I would have been pretty close. I would have gotten a nursing school victory if I had if I had gone with 15 feet. Yeah. That's cool. That was quite a box you were envisioning. I know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the the what I had in my head was the snowman. Yeah. One where it's like the world's biggest snowman was like 200 feet tall. <laughs> I was like what am I supposed to I was supposed to to know that that was even possible. Well, like the 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 record for the most am amount of people gathered to eat a cereal breakfast was also broken. I feel like that might have been broken many times at like large continental breakfasts by accident. That's an easy one to break. Yeah. You just get a, more people you you just hand out more cereal at bigger concerts. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets a free That's bowl all you of have cereal. to do to 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 qualify for this world record. And it has to be a band that doesn't have a large amount of gluten-free fans. Yeah, so disturbed, disturbed concerts. Uh, You're not going to find a lot of gluten-free fans. As long there. as it's not uh, gastrointestinally disturbed. If I have to eat something that's gluten-free, I will be gastrointestinally disturbed. Let's talk about the width of a. It said a large worker. I think that means a soldier. I think soldiers are technically workers because they do work. They are not. The queen or the males. So they are workers, right? Um, but there are specific There kinds. are drones. That's bees. No, this is the, the, the um, driver ants have drones as well. Aren't those the males? The dr that dr drones are larger than the soldiers and the queens are larger than the drones. But drones are the males that just, they exist to uh, make more. I believe the drones are, are. I believe the drones are the workers. I don't think that's right. But let's talk about the width of these the the wide-headed ones, which are the soldiers. Uh, they're three point nine two millimeters. So how many driver ant heads go into the width of the queen size bed? Of okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's a hint. A queen size bed is 80 inches long. The same length as a king. So you, I, I always thought like that a king was bigger in every way. But no, they're just wider. Okay, queen size bed. That's I sleep on a queen size bed. So I should know this one. I should at least get a, a nursing school victory here. 
Okay, so I think uh, the width of a queen bed is probably about six feet. No, it's probably not that much. Because I don't think I could lay on it and have my head be... And, and not have my feet dangling over the edge. So I'm going to say five feet. 480. That isn't... Yes. 480. Final answer? Driver ant, driver ant heads go into the width of a queen-sized bed. Yep. The correct answer is 390. A queen is 60 inches wide. 60. So, wait. 60 inches is five feet. What did I get wrong? You got a nursing school victory. Yeah, there was just the the um, the difference in the extra uh, decimal points that I didn't include. So I got I got a perfect guess. But and, well, you still won. But, uh, cut corners on the map. Eighty-one percent. I got an eighty-one percent. Got a B. Yeah. And Bs are you social, so it counts. That's true. So let's talk fast facts before we get into the major facts. The driver ant lives in West Africa. It prefers humid habitats and vegetation with soft soil. Driver ants go on raids. And in, in not the uh, not the stuff they get sprayed with, mind you. Uh, raids is when they swarm an area and take out uh, any insect or arthropod in their path. I watch a bunch of videos on, on army ants and driver ants and... Basically, different sources said the exact opposite thing. So, I saw that the the these driver ants have nests, um, but that uh, army ants, which they are among, do not have nests. They are nomadic, and they just kind of clump together in a specific area and spread out, which you could argue is a nest, a clump in an area. Um, Sure. So I'm going to say they have nests. Um, so they'll they'll go on these like these raids where they'll swarm an area and take out insects and arthropods in their path. The specific uh, Gribodoi species is thought to primarily, if not exclusively, eat earthworms, which is the exact opposite of what we know about uh, army ants and other types of driver ants, which they just consume everything in their path. So that may not be true, considering the breadth and diversity of other driver ant diets. So this is based on uh, observation. We've only ever seen this specific species eating worms, but they might eat other, eat other stuff as well. It's hard to observe something that sometimes has tunnels that go underground. Yeah, these, especially um, Gribidoi, they, they tend to have nests that are very difficult to find. Unless you're a chimpanzee. Unless you're a chimpanzee, yeah. Driver ants often conduct raids by forming lines that bring food to and from the nests. Workers collect the food and the soldier ants protect them by forming a defensive tunnel around the trail. Like, literally, like... When you go to a wedding and then you form like a 
like a hand uh, archway tunnel that the couple oh, runs yeah. through. Uh-huh. That's what these ants are doing. For the the, the soldiers are doing this for the uh, for the other workers. So soldier ants That's are blind, but they can detect vibrations in the ground and air. Um, and Ooh, so they're like earthbenders. Yeah, they're like a particular earthbender. Yeah. When a threat enters an area, that's true. He does learn to do that, but he can also see. Yeah. So he gets the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana style. Yeah. When a threat enters the the area, pheromones are released that uh, raise an alert among the whole raiding party. I accidentally wrote an A there, so it says whale raiding party, which uh, completely different major fact. Um. Soldiers direct their jaws outwardly in the, on this tunnel to uh, act as a defense perimeter. I guess like a a pod of um of killer wh- of of orcas, they would have a whale raiding party. Yeah. Or Japanese fishermen. Yeah. They would have a whale raiding party as well. Captain Ahab and the Sea Shepherd would cl- would clean them up if they are on a raid and come across another ant colony, they will go to war. Ants, in general, conduct major wars all over the world and compete for territory under our feet. Um, There's a video game called Sim Ant that I played a lot as a kid that was this. You played as either black or red ants, and you waged war against the other one underground. And it was a lot of fun. So here's another thing that I came across that was just completely opposite conflicting information. Um, one source said that um, army ants particularly go to war against other army ants. But then another source said army ants specifically do not go to war against other army ants. These entomologists need to get their act together. Yeah. Uh, but it could be that, like, specific species, when they come across very closely related species, do not fight each other. So in their territory, they often live in human villages. And they have a, uh, embellished legends about them, like they attack children in their bed and, you know, kill, you know, anyone who gets in their way and crosses their path, which is not true. They can bite through human skin, which can be very painful because it's like you're basically getting pinched and it's breaking the skin. But bites yeah, are... Yeah, have you seen Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? That's the most horrifying scene of, of all of those Indiana Jones movies. And the most accurate, except for it probably isn't. But uh, Where a Nazi gets eaten by... Yeah. By driver ants? No, a Russian... Oh, I don't remember. I thought there were Nazis in that movie. I thought they were. It's the Cold War because it was like later. It's in the fifties. Yeah, but there's always there's always like a sect of Nazis that are still trying to find artifacts. But doesn't uh, the main lady? um, Isn't it uh, um, Galadriel? I mean, you might have a Russian accent. You're most likely right because I have mostly successfully blotted that movie out (laughs) of my memory. 
Um, the only things I remember are Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees like George of the Jungle and um, the guy getting eating, getting eaten by uh, ants and then also Indiana Jones surviving a nuclear blast by hiding inside of a, of a refrigerator. Yeah. Um, it's terrible when we don't watch it, but that was a that was a particularly impactful scene. The ants one. So bites are usually superficial, though they can be painful. However, the presence of a driver ant colony in your village means fewer dangerous pests like scorpions or crop-eating pests because they'll just swarm and eat everything that's in their path. Unless this particular one only eats earthworms. Um, Farmers often attract driver ants because they unearth grubs and worms when they're tilling soil. So it's like ripe for the picking. Everything, all these wriggling, writhing things that have been unearthed are ready to be swarmed. So mistaking human villages for hairier primates would be a huge mistake for driver ants, though. Because chimpanzees like to snack on them by dipping a stick into a nest uh, and then eating the ants off the stick. That just sounds so painful for the chimpanzee, though. Like, if you don't actually end up crunching through them, you're going to get some, you're going to get some, some pinches on your tongue. It's just, it's a, it's a nastier version of, what are the, are they, not pixie sticks. The dip, um, the stick, the, the candy stick that you dip in, like, just basically I, sugar. I, I know what you're talking about. Dip fun it, dip. Fu- fun dip, yeah. Okay. Fun dip. Those things are amazing. <laughs> I love them. So good. Pixie sticks are good, too, but that fun dip is mm, something else. Then you eat the stick at the end, and you're like, wow, this sugar is not as delicious as the sugar I've been dipping into. <laughs> but pixie sticks and those are just insane. Because at is, the end of the day, you're you're just taking a long sugar packet and emptying it into your mouth. It, it is so much more powerful than just a sugar packet. Dump a sugar packet in your mouth and then dump a, a, a fun dip packet in your mouth. And one of those things you're going to be like, oh, that was interesting. And the other one, you're going to you're gonna have heart palpitations and pass out. So... Okay, it's it's. I don't know what they do to the sugar and fun fun dip, but flavor it. It's uh, flavor it with more sugar. <laughs> well, they flavor it with a flavor, with an artificial flavor. It it doesn't taste like anything in particular. It's not like oh, this is orange or oh, this is this is watermelon or something like that. It just tastes like super powerful sweet sugar. Pixie sticks. I remember had a. But yeah, I think those had more of a flavor. And then you like you rip off the top and you put it in your like you. Uh, uh, tip it over into your mouth, and then you like, but your saliva like gums up the works so at the, the. Yeah, it coagulates yeah, halfway through, yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting there trying to like squeeze it out. But that's why they started making pixie sticks the size of Slim Jims, so that you could just like kind of <laughs> just dump this massive amount of sugar into your gullet. <laughs> but, mm, I want a pixie stick. Actually, no, I, I want Fun Dip now. I want uh, Fun Dip and a Capri Sun. Just wash it all down. Just go back in time and have that stuff. I mean, it still exists, and I have I'm yeah. An but adult now with you money. have I could um, go go get go get it myself. But now you have societal hangups about eating. No, sugar. now I now I, I have to go to sleep yeah. eventually. <laughs> 
Okay, that's all I got for that. Do you have any major facts before we get into the not having, not being, doing this anymore? What? Do you have any major facts before we get to the uh, the part where you say <laughs> uh, <laughs> the part where we stop recording? Yeah. Um. Well, the, there's also um if the the way that mating happens is um males will go um off on their own. Ant colonies are mostly made up of females. The workers and soldiers and queen are all females. Um, males will uh, go off on their own and follow scents of other colonies. And um, when a co- when it encounters a colony, the colony will rip off his wings and, like, the Wickersham brothers just, like, carry him to the queen where uh, they will mate and then the male will die and then the queen will lay, according to this, a, a million eggs a month. <laughs> wow. Which is bonkers but the major fact is that driver ants have insanely powerful bites for their size and that has proven to be really useful to the people that live around these guys um so justin schmidt uh an entomologist who created the schmidt sting pain index schmidt happens which I highly recommend people look up. I wish you put a link to this in the, um, I will add a link into the, my notes. We should add it into the, um, in online. Um, but it is, it's hilarious. This guy has purposefully stung himself or gotten stung, um, and recorded his own experience with these various insects, bites and stings, um, and he describes them. Mm, it's just so good. Uh, like, uh, like a, a so th- this army ant he describes as like having a cut on your elbow that's stitched together with a rusty needle. Um, a a paper wasp sting is like a burning throbbing. It's burning, throbbing, and lonely. A single drop of superheated frying oil landing on your arm. Uh, and one he describes as like uh, stepping into a salt bath with an open wound. The, what, the glorious velvet ant he describes as instantaneous, like the surprise of being stabbed. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> one the western yellow jacket he describes as wc fields extinguishing a cigar on his tongue wc fields <laughs> yeah well the western honeybee he describes as a flaming match head lands on your arm and is quenched with lye and then with sulfuric acid <laughs> uh the trap jaw ant he describes as instantaneous and excruciating like a rat trap snapping on your index fingernail <laughs> Oh my gosh. And with a warrior wasp, he says, torture. You are chained in the flow of an active volcano. Why did I start this list? (laughs) This is on a website that ends with .uk. This is official stuff. (laughs) One he describes as walking over flaming charcoal with a three-inch nail embedded in your heel. He gets gets, uh, descriptive with... (laughs) some of these pain things um but he went he did some extensive research 
Justin did, um, on the uh, on the driver ant and how it's used um, specifically by East African tribes, um, like the Maasai tribe. And so, among other groups, the, the Maasai tribe will use the driver ant as a natural suture if they're wounded. So, you know, they this is a is very uh, primitive tribe. They don't have technology. They just live, they, they live out in the African bush. If they get a gash, then it's very li likely to get infected. Um, and bet like best case scenario is that it takes forever to heal and scars horribly. But um, worst case scenario is it gets infected and you have and you lose the the appendage. Um, so it's really important to close up a, a really bad wound like that after you stop the bleeding. Um, and so they have a very ingenious way of closing these wounds, and it involves getting grabbing a um, a driver ant soldier with a giant mandibles. Uh, grabbing it by its 3.9 millimeter head and holding its holding it so that there, each one of its mandibles, its jaws, are on either side of the of the wound of the gash, um, and then the ant will naturally just bite down on whatever's in front of it, and this this pierces the skin and holds the two sides shut, and then in order to keep it that way, they will rip the body off just leaving the head there like a tick. And so they do this along the length of the cut. And now you have yourself a medieval torture method that actually ends up stopping infection and helping you heal. Uh, and this suture can last for days. That's how strong this, this bite is. Um, and once the heads start to fall off, you just find more ants and reapply and until the wound is healed. I don't recommend this if you have other options <laughs> uh, like stitches or sutures or butterfly stitches or staples or whatever, what have you. All of those are, or, or like, you know, medical tape. All, all of these first aid things are better than using ants, but um, this is a, this is the Bear Grylls way of, of uh, suturing up a wound that's a good thing to know if you're in the uh in the wilderness and you're in in driver ant territory yeah i mean it just it sounds like if you, like um the maasai have a very like a a specific way of doing this they've been doing this for a long time like they're good at it if you are if you find yourself having gotten a gash in the wilderness you have to go find driver ants, pick them up without them biting you, and then do this whole procedure while you're probably bleeding out. So, um, <laughs> it, it might save you, but this is, this is probably going to be a lot more difficult to pull off by yourself than it sounds. And it does not sound easy to pull off anyway. Probably better to do the typical, like, wrapping it and getting help. Yeah, the, the point is to, yeah, not have it scar, uh, scar really really badly um but the main point is to yeah not have this open wound so that all kinds of dust and bacteria can get in there and, and infect it and then you you end up uh 
either dying from fever or having to amputate your armor leg or wherever you get the cut. Instead, you can look down at your armor leg and see um, a long line of uh, decapitated ants <laughs> stuck to your skin. This sounds so painful, but I guess it's better than losing the arm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that... Oh, this major fact is called snitches are stitches, by the way. <laughs> Instead of snitches get stitches. Which is... I if If bullies had a flag, a national flag, that would be it. <laughs> That that would that would be their um their motto. If you could just put snitches get stitches in Latin, that would be their <laughs> that would be their their uh motto and uh bullies yeah. and gangs. Yeah, I ain't no snitch. Um I highly recommend everybody look up this this uh this pain index, um, because I was not anticipating it being as informal as it as it is. Like I thought that he would have like an actual index, like a like numbers, and he's got like pain level one and pain level two, but his description is like very subjective, I guess. Anyway, and poetic. The yeah, the Western Yellow Jacket he describes as hot and smoky, almost irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Hot and smoky. <laughs> this, this is a reverence uh, yellow jackets thing. But anyway, that is all I've got. That's driver ant. Do you have anything else? That's all I got. Alright. So for you out there in Podcastia, get together with a few thousand of your old army buddies. Open your mandibles and let the healing begin. Like the driver ant here in life, death, and taxon. <laughs> Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> that sounds that, that that you said open up it sound it would sound like a like a PTSD uh, support group get together with your army buddies open open up and let the healing begin oh yeah that that does work <laughs>